Want to discover how much money your email marketing can actually bring you? If that's the case, let our team of email marketing experts show you how. With our free email marketing audit, we'll conduct a comprehensive analysis of your email marketing efforts, provide you with action plan, and show you how to effectively segment and convert your audience. Simply go to flowium.com slash audit and book your audit today. This episode actually going to be short and sweet. We'll talk about segmenting your winback campaigns and flows to get the most out of your unengaged segment. Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Flowium. It's time to start honing your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Flowium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Email Einstein. Vera and Elisa here, episode 82, 82. We're so Yay, close. That's like, crazy. I feel like I say this every week, but we are so close and we're getting closer by the week to episode 100, which I'm personally really excited for. Very excited yeah. for. We'll have something special for you guys. Yeah, we have to. For episode 100. <laughs> yep. The big one, zero, zero. Vera and Elisa here, as always, thanks for coming back this week and joining us. Just a little bit about us. Um, Vera and I, we are two email marketers at a place called Flowium, which is an email marketing agency. We are both mega email marketing nerds. And it's funny because <laughs> Vera, I didn't tell you this, but I was talking to, I think one of the candidates for the project manager position that we're hiring for at the moment. And I was uh -huh, like, uh -huh. they were like, what is your experience with Flowium? And I was like, you know, like, like I didn't know anything about email marketing before I started. And I was kind of like, okay, we'll see how this goes and stuff. And one of my favorite things about working here is that I've become so passionate about email marketing. And I know this <laughs> because on the weekends when I'm not working, when I get like an article from Klaviyo or I get something from like really good emails or anything like that, I am like nerding up on it and reading through that article and doing all this research outside of just normal work training and research that I have to do. And I was like, I was doing that a couple weekends ago and I was like, ah, this is how I know I am a real email marketing nerd, like really and truly. Yeah, I know. I feel like I'm one of those like MLM people. My, my, <laughs> my friends will start like <laughs> unfriending me soon. Like, hey, do you want to talk about email marketing? You know? Yeah, they will start unfriending me soon. That's amazing. They talk about email marketing a lot. Oh, well, now SMS and email marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the so. worst part. That's the worst part. <laughs> so because Vera and I are such nerds about email marketing, we figured we'd share some insights with you guys. So just a little bit about Flowium. We are one of the fastest growing email marketing agencies in the world. And our specialty here or our main focus here is to provide a premium full service e-commerce email marketing experience for all of our clients. That's like our biggest focus. And we focus on that premium side of things. And our service is tailored specifically for each client's business. So if you were to join us as a client, it would be tailored specifically for your business and ultimately the idea here is to increase online retail revenue. We love this little saying here. It's a bit of a cliche, but we like to deliver the right message to the right person at the right moment. And yes, a lot of people say this, but we love that term, that phrase. It's it's cute, hey. it's fun, and it's true. It's very true. Yeah. Today is part two of not a saga, but what's a part two called? What's a do? I don't know. S sequel, prequel. Yes. I don't know. It's something sequel. Different. That's it. That's it. That's it. Vera, you sequel? got it. That's the one. Yay. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. I'm crushing this, this, this second language thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yay. This episode actually going to be short and sweet, first of all, because, I mean, we want to deliver just the valuable content to you. So this will be very short and sweet, but also because Alisa is leaving for the email marketing conference really soon. And she's like running around the neighborhood borrowing yeah. winter stuff, right, Alisa? <laughs> I'm running. I'm running around Florida. trying to prep. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. We were just like, talking about Alisa not owning like winter stuff at all. And like, why would you live in beautiful Florida, right? So... Uh, yeah. That's so funny. So it will be short and sweet. Start sending emails that generate revenue on autopilot. Our step-by-step -step course will show you how to create highly engaging email automations that can add up to 50% to your revenue. Check it out at flowing.com slash LC. So let's talk about WinBack emails again. Because if you think about it, WinBack emails can be like the entire email journey can be sort of like a relationship between you and the customer. And when it comes to relationship, we all have that one that got away <laughs> kind of person, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you've probably experienced a number uh, that is even more heartbreaking in the e-commerce, right? You invest a ton of money, you put a lot of time, you put a lot of effort into building the list into building the relationship with your customers only to see that some of those customers are lapsing over time. Mm -hmm. So that's where like the Winbeck emails as, as knights in shining armor um, <laughs> come into the picture. If you get them right, they are perfect first step in like reigniting that spark in your relationship with your customers, right? If you get them wrong, well, you can do yourself more harm than good. So today we will be talking about like the ways to segment your winback section or your winback emails. But before we go there, here are two good facts. We all love a good fact. We love the facts. We love the stats. We do love numbers, <laughs> facts, bring them to us. So here are a few facts to start off our podcast right. So I found this study by Adobe Digital. They have this like Adobe Digital Index report every year on their return on investment generated from marketing to existing online customers. So actually in the United States, 40% of revenue for e-commerce businesses actually came from returning customers customers last year, 40%. So these are obviously the people who made more than one purchase. So 40% of that revenue is coming from returning customers or repeat customers who have made multiple purchases. Yet these customers represent only 8% of the website visitors. So these numbers are very refreshing, right? And mm. another number that I want to share with you today, and you've probably heard it before, but think about it this way. US marketers must bring in five shoppers. So five people who have made no previous purchases to equal the revenue generated by one repeat Dang, customer. That's hard. Five core, to one. Man. I know, right? So if you're still not sure about doing or not doing the WinBack series, the short answer, yes, do them. Yet not all unengaged customers are created equal. And in this episode, we will prove it to you. <laughs> we'll talk about segmenting your WinBack campaigns and flows to get the most out of your unengaged segment. So mm -hmm. welcome to part two 
review of our mini saga of our sequel, prequel, whatever. I don't know, whatever the name is about the perfect <laughs> WinBeck email sequence. Alisa, what's the first segmentation strategy, sort of like a no-brainer segmentation strategy our listeners can use? So number one, number one, I prefer number two. I think it's a lot better, but Vera will go into that. Uh, and then I get to listen, which is nice. So number one, <laughs> segment based on how long your customers have been inactive. So rather than just blasting your email list with the same win back messages and promotions over and over and over again, this tip encourages you to try segmenting it instead. So with this strategy, you'll be able to improve the metrics um, that you're looking at. And you'll also be able to deliver more relevant content that will ultimately convert better, right? Because this is something we've talked about a lot, a lot, a lot in the past. I Even back to episode number one, which is relevance. You want to make sure that all of your content is relevant, no matter what stage in the customer journey a customer is at, and no matter what you're trying to get out of the customer. So for you to start, what you should do is look into the amount of time someone has been inactive with your brand. And that can help you decide on the content of your win back emails. So when we say inactive, we mean mainly that they haven't made a purchase. And mm -hmm. it's likely that because we're, we're talking about the email marketing channel, you want to also look at how long this person hasn't really been engaging with your emails. You possibly even want to take into account like how long has it been since that person's been on your site as well, which mm -hmm. all of these things are obviously metrics that you can track in Klaviyo or for the most part, other ESPs as well. So for example, if you're selling socks, which I mean, Yay. obviously what else would we be selling here? <laughs> There's a customer who's been inactive for three months. What you might do is consider sending them a small incentive, like a coupon code for free shipping or something like that. And what you could also do is maybe even consider including it later in your series in case your customer doesn't need to be persuaded into purchasing. So for example, mm -hmm. you look at that customer, they've been inactive for three months. And what you do, rather than just sending them a discount code right away, you would basically send them a reminder. Yep. Actually, one of the things that I recently just put into place for a client is something called a predictive win back. So this is a feature primarily in Klaviyo, but in Klaviyo, they have this predicted date of next order analytic that mm -hmm. their AI system is able to create. And so this is usually only applicable for more customers who have purchased two, three, four, five times in their lifetime. Yeah. And it works better in that stage, which is where the focus is for this particular client that we're working with. But it's interesting because what you can do is you have the flow trigger based on what that expected date of next purchase is. But then the emails that are within that flow are treated similarly to what I'm talking about here. And the other thing that we kind of did is we don't just send out the first email on the expected next date of purchase. We send it out 7, 14, maybe even sometimes like a month after we had anticipated that they were purchase, which sometimes is a little more accurate than just saying like, okay, in 30 days, we're going to send this out to them. So that's definitely something that you can also look into as well, just as like a side note. For your customers who have been inactive for six months or more, on the other hand, you'll probably need to convince them a bit more to come back just because mm -hmm. so much time has lapsed. So what you can do is you can be a bit more generous with the offer or the incentive that you're giving them right up front. So, hey, it's been a year. <laughs> come back. We'll give you 15% off. At that point, you probably want to be a little more aggressive because they have purchased with you in the past. And then the other thing just to note, too, is for these customers, for example, who have lapsed for six months and then you're reaching out to them. One of the things that you definitely want to figure out, and this is just more of like a business strategy high level, is if a flow like that is not converting, even though you're giving an incentive to those lapsed customers, what you probably want to do is get an idea of what's wrong with maybe your product or the customer mm -hmm. experience once they receive the product 
manufacturer in while they're waiting to receive the product. Because I think for business owners in general, and I'm guilty of this too, even though I'm not necessarily a business owner, one of the things that's really hard for us as humans is to look at the hard, ugly truth right in the face, right? And so we assume mm-hmm. like, oh, we just have a problem with converting customers from one time to two time buyers, or, oh, we just have a problem with customers lapsing for a really long time period. That's the customer's issue. It's not really our issue. We're doing everything right. And one of the things that you really want to look at once you start putting these win back strategies in place with different levels of segmentation, if you're still not able to convert these customers, it's probably likely that there's something wrong with either the product or the customer's overall experience with your brand, which that Mm -hmm. is a hard, ugly truth to admit, face, and then also do something about it. So just keep an eye out for these winback strategies because they're super helpful. And for the most part, they help keep your brand top of mind and help with these repeat scenarios. But if it's still not converting and there's still an issue there for your business, you probably want to look back into the basics and think, okay, what are we doing wrong as a business overall, not just within the context of a winback strategy. That's good. So definitely something that you want to include there. And just to kind of finish off the flow to making sure that you're reminding people that you're still there, keeping yourself top of mind, offering an incentive, and then giving them kind of like a last chance, or this may even be a good opportunity to get a survey in there. Hey, I'd love to know more about your experience Mm -hmm. and like why it is that you don't want to purchase with us anymore. Or if your lapsed customer rate is pretty low, what you can do at that point is just give them a a chance to unsubscribe to, hey, if our brand's not for you, it's fine. It's for most people, but apparently it's not for you. Thanks for coming. You don't need to engage with us and we won't try to engage with you anymore too. So a lot of different options there when it just comes to segmenting based on how long customers have been inactive, but also just some moving parts that you want to think about before you start doing taking really drastic measures and you get so desperate that in your win back flow, you're offering like 75% off just to get someone to buy again. <laughs> At that point, it's like, okay, we've got a problem here, Houston. So yeah, that is number one of two segment based on how long your customers have been inactive. Yep. That's a good one. That's a good one. And I really like the idea of segmenting the win back emails. That's not something that people generally mm-hmm. do. They usually have the one size fits all solution, mm-hmm. yet the size does not actually fit all. Right. The second approach that we want to talk about is called segment based on RFM. I love throwing around this like random letters, you know, but I'll explain what it means in a second. So in addition to how long customer has been inactive on your site, examples like other simple segmentation strategies could include like how much money they'd spent, Mm -hmm. how often they buy, like uh, how much time they have passed since their last order, Mm -hmm. average order value. Was it like the low order value, the medium order value or the high order value? So based on that, based on that data, using just your sales data, uh, you can sort of put together the RFM matrix. And honestly, we took this idea from one other blog about email marketing and the guy called Mike Baxter, the author of the checkout optimization guide. So similar ideas, we talked about it in our previous episodes as well, but basically you can segment based on R recency, how much time have passed since their last order F frequency, number of orders they've placed in the last, say, 12 months. Obviously, this number can be different depending on what industry you're from. For you're working in. And the third one, monetary value M. 
average order value, low, medium, or high. You can easily segment people based on where they fall in the matrix. So based on that like matrix, and I wish I could show you the <laughs> how it looks, <laughs> uh, that would be like so much easier to explain, but I'll just briefly explain you the three main groups. So you can think about your list, your email list, and like WinBeck list in three main groups. The first group, we call it the lapsing masses. So basically like the lapsing, the biggest lapsing group. So these are the people with low order value and low engagement. So these are the people who have maybe placed one order with you in the past, maximum two orders in the past, but they haven't like engaged even with your emails for a while. So they are not opening your emails. They are not clicking on your emails. They are not there. But it's probably a good idea to still try to win them back to maybe like reach out and connect with them. Mm -hmm. And these people usually respond well to an incentive to return and buy a coupon code, maybe like a discount, a promo, a free gift even, or like a free shipping coupon. They are not your most loyal customers. So you'll have to give them the discount code upfront, right? Because mm -hmm. these are not your biggest fans. They haven't engaged with you for a while. They may be placed one or two orders. Honestly, there are like so many groups like this. We can go very, very like deep into like segmenting. We can like literally create like 10 segments based on RFM. <laughs> but we sort of like group them in three biggest, biggest group. The second group is your so-called lapsing heroes. So these are your best customers, your heroes, if you want, who are unfortunately lapsing. You can call them whatever you want, but basically these are the people with high average order value or frequency, depending like what business you are in again. So do not let them slip away. These people, you, you must re-engage, you must win them back because these are your like big dogs of your list or like big fish or whatever. Why are we using this like animal <laughs> <laughs> phrases so much? I don't know. The big like, cheese. English no, no. Um, big cheese. Yeah, it should be big cheese. No, no. Big, big cheese is what you call your boss. Is it big dogs? I think it's big dogs. Big dogs are big dogs. It's like big players, right? Yes. There you or go. Like the big, big fish is another good one. <laughs> yeah. It is. Whatever. English is so confusing, you guys. <laughs> are, oh my well, gosh. Anyways, <laughs> win back your big fish or big cheese or big dog. Win them back. <laughs> they want to feel recognized. They want to feel appreciated. After all, they've spent like so much time and energy and money on your brand, right? So something very like personal, maybe like a message from CEO or like we miss you email. They're like mm. personal email, right? Or something cute and personable is actually a good fit here. And that was actually like really surprising to me to learn when I first started working with email marketing is how actually those like personable, no discount emails, how well they work yeah. if they are sent in like the right moment to the right person. Because like in my head, like discount or incentive was the only way to go when you're sending the win back, mm -hmm. uh, the win back email, right? But turned out they're like so much more. Those like people, those like lapsing hero, they might only need like we miss you email to get re-engaged, right? 
sometimes can be it can be obviously followed with a discount code as a last resort but mm-hmm. uh don't rush to convert them with discount code because like they've purchased like so many times from you in the past without the discount code right so yep. you don't even want to like giving them the idea that you right, are right. giving exactly. away those like discount codes all the time you don't want to like train them to expect the discount code right which i think a lot of brands are very like guilty of mm-hmm. so yeah so the lapsing heroes the, the another big group that you cannot ignore and the third group and these are the people who you absolutely absolutely must lean back called the lapsed heroes so there are the lapsing heroes so people who are in the process of lapsing leaving your brand and there are the people who already lapsed and these are your best customers mm. and because of they are very high value it's definitely worth like re-engaging with them at least one more time perhaps with like a last impossible to resist offer to come back and like in this case it's worth doing your best offer go big or go home maybe like even a personal letter like a physical letter like a note from from a team or maybe even like a personal package physical gift can be a good idea these are your biggest fans these are the people with the highest value for your brand right and remember that number when we first started this podcast we said that 40% of revenue in the United States is actually coming from the repeat customers mm-hmm. from the multiple customers. They are only usually the 8% of all the website visitors of all the brands fans, right? So definitely try to win them back, go big or go home, <laughs> send the, the last resort offer, send the impossible to resist offer. These are the people worth fighting for. Yeah. So yeah, here you have it. This is like a simple way to think about your list in general and not just for the win back campaigns, mm. but if you can tailor your strategy to this like different groups of customers so you don't like train your customers to expect discount codes from you all the time those fish are worth fighting for yep <laughs> those dogs are, are like that cheese <laughs> that cheese is worth fighting for i like it elisa you're, you're that... the best esl teacher ever <laughs> i had to mute my mic because i kept laughing afterwards where you're like so win back those big dogs the big fish the big cheese whatever whatever animal it is <laughs> just win them back yeah <laughs> yeah oh. win them back you guys that's great that's so great so obviously as you guys can tell we have a lot of fun recording this podcast and we hope that you guys have equally as much fun listening so make sure that you subscribe share this podcast with your friends please come back next week because we love hearing from you guys and knowing that people are listening and engaging with the content that we have again as Vera mentioned at the start of this podcast our goal here is to make sure that we're providing you guys with relevant content in the same way that you should be with your emails, but relevant content that's not just nice to listen to, but actionable steps that you can take to improve your email marketing for yourselves or your brands. So thank you guys very much. Again, like I mentioned, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. If you like what we do, please leave us a review and you will get your very own pair of Floium socks. Floium.com slash socks is where you would go. Once you leave your review, you'll plug in your information so we can actually mail the socks to you. And then you just need to add in a screenshot of your review. And the other thing is, as I mentioned at the start of this podcast, 
podcast, we are hiring for project managers here at Floium. Our team is growing. Mm -hmm. We have lots of clients coming in and we need team members to work with those amazing clients. So if you are interested, make sure that you check out floium.com slash career, the project manager Mm -hmm. role. It will give you information about what that role looks like. Just high level, because I know we have a lot of international listeners. For project managers, we specifically look for someone who is based in Canada or the US, just primarily because of time zoning stuff. So anyone Mm -hmm. who's between EST and PST, just because that's where most of our clients are at. And it's just, it's easier accessibility for our clients. So if you are in Egypt, for example, unfortunately, project manager role probably is not for you, but we do have other roles that we're hiring for. So Mm -hmm. check us out again, floium.com slash career. Our team is ever growing and we'd love to have you on our team. So check us out. Yeah. Yeah. Join the team. It's a really fun team to work with. By the way, Alisa, about the socks that you just mentioned, the Flovium socks. Today, I woke up to like an Instagram post tagged of me wearing the socks and holding my friend's cat. The the cat dog? animal, (laughs) the cat dog. Gosh, that's so... I didn't know you guys were about to post it, you know? If I knew you were going to post it, I would... Oh my gosh, did we... I don't know anything about what someone, gets posted. Someone someone did. Someone did post it. So if you want to see how our socks look or how the cat and dog look, oh my gosh, <laughs> go ahead. Oh and... my gosh. Yeah, there you are. It's like a post post. Vera, that's so cute. Yeah. And the cat, just like the size of the cat is insane. He's more this... like a lion than the cat. Honestly, he's like so huge. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Enough about the cat. The cat <laughs> looks like a bobcat. If you don't know what we're talking about and you're on Instagram, our handle is at Floium. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. F-L-O-W-I-U-M. And if you check mm-hmm. it out, the very last post is Vera wearing the socks, holding literally a wild animal, which is crazy. He's like he's like 20 pounds or even yeah. more probably. He, he looks now. like he's a million pounds. <laughs> She's like so beautiful, but so, so dumb. But I mean, who cares? She's like so pretty. Oh, cats. I'm the dog person, so I might be biased. Same. That's why we chase the big dogs, not the big cats. (laughs) Not the big cats. (laughs) Just the big dogs. Big dogs and big cheese, right? Yeah, big dogs and big cheese and fish. Can't forget the fish. fish. It's a weird selection. You guys come back next Tuesday because next Tuesday we will be talking about again about the big dog, big cheese, but also we'll be talking about deliverability, the word I still can't pronounce. Um, next week we'll be repurposing the episode with one of our all-time favorite guests, Francis Baker from Clarion. Yes. Um, so yeah. we will be talking about why aren't my emails working? And this honestly has been one of the most requested topics ever on our podcast. So definitely come back next Tuesday and listen, listen to that. hundred percent. I I need to listen to that again because a lot of deliverability questions are coming up for some clients and I'm like, didn't we do a podcast on this? So this is perfect timing. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect timing. Well, thank you so much for listening, you guys. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Email Einstein. Can you feel that? Your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger. We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales. Because great emails equals revenue squared. Just in 2022, we help our e-commerce client generate over 250 millions in revenue through effective email marketing strategy. And now we can help you too. 
Stop missing out on the potential revenue your email could be generating for your business right now. Take advantage of our free email marketing audit today and let our team help you optimize your email for maximum conversion. Go to florium.com slash audit and book your audit today. It's F-L-O-W-I-U-M dot com slash A-U-D-I-T flown.com slash audit.